0: It's a happy that And so we want to enjoy this day. This day started out a little weird for our household, but God saw us through. And we are here with the sunshine. We're here in the room that uh, Sister Wanda uh, won't we'll have to take her inhaler. And, and we thank God for that. And we just want to say welcome. Welcome to all those who are joining us. Those who are joining us on the broadcast. Lord, we, we thank you so much for them. And we ask that, that, that you all would pray with us as we open up His Word, so we all may hear the voice of God. Amen? Amen. Now, God said something this morning, and it started about 4.02. He said, There is a way about my Word, and there's a way to approach my Word. I said, Okay, Lord. And he said, Let's go to Psalms chapter 33. There's a way to approach the Word of God. Because if we don't approach it correctly, you know, that Word of God can't do what He wants to do if we don't approach it correctly. Now, we're in the book of Psalm, uh, chapter 33. Psalm, chapter 33. And let's see, see, we have to get, we have to see what this word is about. We have to see how powerful this word is. And and sometimes we say, well, why isn't this power in me? Because the power of the word is described here in in, in Psalm 33, verse six, it says, by the word of the Lord, were the heavens made. Are the heavens pretty awesome? Are uh, they pretty vast? He didn't say heaven. He said heavens. Amen? So not only the atmosphere that hangs above our head here on earth, but there's a heaven and there's a heaven heaven. Amen? He said, by the word of, his, of the Lord for the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of what? His mind. He said, my word is that powerful. And when my word, and, and we go, uh, let's, stay in the, uh, let's go down in a couple verses to verse 9. He said, I want you to know something about my word. In verse 9 it says, For he spake. And what happened?
1: It was done.
0: It was done. He commanded, and it did what? Mm-hmm. Stood fast. That's the power of his word. His word is a creative word. It's a creative power. It makes things happen, and they stand forever. And so we have to ask ourselves, what's going on with us? Because if that kind of power is offered to us, haven't we not why haven't we have accepted it? Why aren't we living toward that? And and remember what he's trying to do. He said he created the heaven and the earth. He created all the heaven and the stars and all the inhabitants thereof by his word and through his spirit. So it's a creative act that God is. You know, God is the creator of God. All he does is create. And so this if you go to the book of John, chapter four, there's something else he is creating. And it makes sense now, this scripture in the fourth fourth chapter of John, it makes perfect sense because it was the Word and the Spirit that created all this, wasn't it? Now we're in John 4, let's begin in 23. Now this should bring this home a little bit more. See, this scripture is read often because it means so many things. But we have to see that creative power is the Word and the Spirit. And he said, uh, verse 23 of John 4, we begin there. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father, how? In spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Why does the Father seek that? Because it was the Word and the Spirit that created. So he's trying to create in us something, so he needs the Word and the Spirit. That's why he says, I need you to worship me. What? In spirit and truth. For God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. See, we are becoming a new man. And so that's why he says, I speak and it is so. He said, I'm trying to speak something in you. I'm trying to create in you something that isn't there. He said, a new man is a creative act of God. Let that sink in just a second. You becoming a new person is a creative act of God. And so word and spirit must be present because that's how he created everything else. Don't you think he's using that to create us? Amen. Amen? And so, he says, so when we read the Bible with his spirit, there is power to change us. The creative power is there in his word through his spirit. And so we, we talked this morning about the necessity of reformation. This is what he's talking about. We need to change, but we get to change through his word, through his spirit. Is that true? Are we alright with that? Alright, go to Hebrews here. You're alright with that. Let's go to Hebrews. See, that creative power is right there. It has been offered to us. He said, I want to give you this power. I want to change you from what you were to what you're going to be. And, and that's, he said, I need the word, so I need, to, I need you to look at the word, but I need you to look at the word in a certain way. I need you to have the spirit when you look at the word because those two elements together created everything. So, 4-2 of Hebrews. Here is, we talked a little, I think about this, one of Bible study? But in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, about this word, he said, unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, why? Not being mixed with faith faith in them, that what? That heard. Now, see, you can hear and don't believe. If you don't believe, that creative power cannot operate in your soul. It cannot move. When it needs to move. It cannot rearrange. It can't make you the new man because you don't believe it. He said that faith activates the word. It activates it. It's like uh great it, example. It, it, it makes it occur. It's like anybody bake in here. Now, now, when you have yeast, what do you have to put in the yeast to activate it? Something sweet. You gotta have something, these are live elements. It's not gonna be like, man. What are you talking about? Huh? But, but you, if, you have to activate it because it's called activated yeast, right? You gotta have something to eat e on. Well, you have faith unlocks it. It activates the word. It activates that spirit. See, you get to participate in creative power just by letting faith activate these things. Does that make sense? Okay, Kool Aid. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. So said we try you know, uh, some activates Kool Aid. You know, uh, Faith activates his word. You have to approach it. Listen here. Approach his word with a listening spirit. Now, did we hear what we said? Approach his word with a listening spirit. We often approach God's word in in, in, in the fashion I want to I want to learn something. I want to get some information. I want to, you to know, be able to do this and be able to do that. He said, I need you to come at me, listening to me. Because we go into the Bible and say, okay, I want to learn this today. He said, let me talk to you. Listen to me. Amen? Yeah. And, and, and if you don't have a listening spirit, you cannot get this creation that's about to occur in your soul. You cannot become the new person. That word is never activated until you decide, I'm going to listen, as opposed to gather information. We always tell you, you can't Google Jesus. You can't Google this. We are, we are in an age that we want, we can, I'm gonna open my Bible, I'm gonna read this, and I'm gonna get mm mm-hmm, 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 got it. God said, that's not what I wanted you to have today. But if you didn't come at me with a listening spirit, you had no idea. So you, you go out and wonder, why didn't this work? because that's not what I wanted to give you. we got to stop making God's agenda when it comes to, 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 to the development of a new creature in us. Yeah. Come at me with a listening spirit. He emphasized that new thing. He said, come at me with this listening spirit. If you don't listen, you can't develop this faith. Because, let's go to Romans, let's go to Romans, let's go to Romans. Romans 10, we know this scripture, Romans 10. Romans 10. See, you gotta approach him right. You gotta approach him correctly. You gotta come, but come correctly. What he used to say. And he said, "This is the way you come at me. You gotta have you first. You gotta we learned this morning. First, we gotta realize we're worms." And he said, "But I need you to come at me in the spirit that I have given. you. I've given you a spirit, a little ember in you that allows you to hear my word, voice. But if you come at me any other way." Can't get this creative power working in your soul. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Because he promised us this. If we need faith, we do need faith, right? Why? Because faith does what? It activates the word. He said, faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. So we gotta listen to the word of God. But we have to come at him listening. We're trying to hear. You get faith by hearing. You get faith by listening, because if you have the faith to open the book, have the faith to understand that God is trying to teach you something, don't come at him with an agenda. Don't ever come at Christ with an agenda. We all pray, and we pray for different things, and we pray for different people, we pray for different things to occur. But he said, when I, you open your Bible with me, just come to listen. You have nothing to add. Amen? Amen. Just come to listen. Oh, we come and listen. He's going to tell us some sweet things. He's going to tell us some powerful things. He's going to tell us some things that's going to put that create that creative power in us to make us the new man. We have to come with the attitude of listening. Can we say amen to that? Amen. Now, go to James, if you would. The attitude of listening. You ever talk to somebody and they don't have the attitude of listening and you're trying to instruct them in something? A lot of people you talk to, they're not really listening to you. They're listening to see how they respond to what you just said. So they missed the whole point of what you said. Well, I gotta position myself, because if if they say this, I wanna say this. Come with with the attitude of listening. Especially with Jesus. Do you think he knows something? Just say, okay, I don't know anything, I'm listening. And you know how wonderful it is when he starts talking to you in the middle of the night, early in the morning. All of y'all had this experience, I know. Early in the morning, he says, what do you do? Well, I'm not ready. It's not time for me to get up. Uh, <laughs> I am going to lie here. At 6 o'clock, I expect to see you again, Jesus. Do we have that attitude? Jesus tries to tell us something and we don't really want to hear it, so we roll over. In the midday, he tries to whisper something to us. Uh, we don't want to hear that we got to come with the attitude of listening because that activates this thing. Man, we can, be, we can have this new life if we would simply obey this listening spirit. He said, if I give you this listening spirit, you'll learn a whole lot more about it. We're in James chapter 1. James chapter 1. That's the scripture uh, that else and I were discussing before beginning the begin at 18. James chapter 1, verse 18 says, Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth. So we get we to get, be part of his kingdom through the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits. Uh, of what? Of his creatures. He said, this is how we get created. This new man gets created through the word and the spirit. Just like the sun and the moon and the stars were created by his word and his spirit. That word and spirit in us creates the new man. And he said, Wherefore, my beloved brother, let every man be what? Swift to hear. When Jesus is speaking, be swift to hear. And what? Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. Why do you have to, what do you have to tell Jesus about anything? That sounds ridiculous, though. We are going to instruct the king of righteousness. He said, you're misusing my word. But I ask you to worship me. I ask you to worship me in spirit and truth. I ask you to look at my word. But I ask you to look in my word as this type of person, as somebody who wants to listen to what I got to say. And we spend our time trying to argue and justify. God said that creative power, that created the stars, cannot be placed in you. And it takes that creative power to make us the domain. Please let us understand this: the attitude of listening. I don't care if you're five or 55. I don't care if you're 10 or 110. Attitude of listening. Because we all have some things to learn, amen? amen?
1: The
0: Word, see, one thing about studying this Word, what's the next word? The Word will search you. That makes sense? It will search you if you let it. See, if we come with the attitude of listening, and the an attitude of the Lord instruct me, oh, we're going to find ourselves in some positions that we, some of us didn't realize. But we're going to find that what's wrong and what's evil in us, because the Word will shine a light on that. And we should be saying hallelujah thank God for that. But what do we do? We resist the reading because we don't want the Word to read us. How awful that we would love to be in a waste hallelujah. I want the Word to read you. And and see, what the Word will do, it will show you that you're vain. It will show you you're prideful. It will show you that you're you're not compassionate. It will show you that, because once He is speaking, guess what? That Spirit is speaking to you, and it will resonate with your soul if you have the attitude of listening. That Word will search us. We need the Word to search us, because it's the standard. We're being held up to the standard of creation. I think we need some help, don't we? Consider we weren't back there when all this happened. We need some help to stand, to be compared to the standard of creation. Hebrews chapter 4. I'll tell you a little bit more about this word of God. Oh, it will search you. Thank God for it. We see, when we read the, 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 the testimony reads, when we read the, the Sabbath school, see, all these things, it starts to search us, if you let it. See if we come to we come to class and we come to s- uh, divine service or we, or we or we listen, when we come to listen, it I mean it just starts to shake us. And you know what? Oftentimes it will show us what's right in us, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Pastor Charles never be there, but did the word will do that. Mm-hmm. The word will show us. He said, I put that in you. Keep going. Yeah. He said, I'm going to increase it if you, if you let me. I'm going to show you another level of that. He said, I put that in you, and you're doing a fine job on that, but I'm going to bring you to another level. Let the word encourage. What did we do in Isaiah this morning? What happened? He, God said, after I blew them out of the water, heard, told them they were terrible. What what, what was the word, brother, uh, uh, minister? He said it was going to be uh, destruction or whatever. <laughs> what was that? Wow. Desolate. He said, I made them desolate because they wouldn't listen. He said, but what did he do? He came in, in chapter 40 and 41. He said, I want to encourage you. I'm God. I'm a picture. I'm going to make you stronger again. God, that Word will do that to you also. Anybody ever pick up their Bible when they needed a word of encouragement and opened it up and the Lord whispered to you, He said, fear thou not. And you're all like, ah. well, you should do that. <laughs> he said, he said when, you, when you look and say, I'll never leave you and forsake you, you start jumping around, thank you. Lord. Amen. That's what God will do to us. If we come with an attitude of listening, don't say, Lord, I think I need to know this today. Really, you think you know anything? Hebrews chapter four. Something around about this great God of ours. He said, verse twelve: For the word of God is what quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, the closest things. He said it it goes in. it, 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 It identifies. He said, and of the joints of the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of what? Yes. See, that's why we don't want to open up our body. It's going to show us something. It's going to make us understand what motives are about. It's going to make us have a pure Christianity. And that's what all God is trying to do. He's trying to give us purity in our belief. He says, so your motives have to be pure. He said the intents of the heart have to be pure. And the only way we know what pure is, is looking at the standard. Which is Christ Jesus, his word. Amen. To look at the standard, is found in the scriptures. And so we look at it, and say, man, that, that ooh, we. That's some sharp stuff there. And it cuts. And those who have at the attitude of listening, thank you, Lord. I know you will give me a band-aid because Good. you cut me this morning. Thank you for letting me not think I was right when I was wrong. How wonderful that is that somebody corrects you before the test. Man, but you know what? Have you ever had your homework assignment? And you just went home and half did it. You were looking at the TV and you were, you know, doing your fractions. And Brother Chris sees all the time. And you half do it. And you're going to turn it in, but somebody stops you in the hall. They say, man, what did you get for that answer? And all your answers are wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This, the grade depends on this. And somebody stops you and says, hold on, let me help you with that. that. This is not right. This is what God is trying to do. Because when the test comes and your name is called, your name comes up on the roll, the roll comes come up yonder, you won't be there. Only those with a listening spirit will be there. He said it's two. He said. He's a, he, he fixes our fractions. He fixes our mistakes if we let him do it. But if we come and down the hall, I ain't got time to you talk to me, I know my stuff is right. Here comes a test. Zero minus zero. GPA negative five. You didn't make the cut. It read. It read. <laughs> oh my God, it's so wonderful. He stops us in the hall and tells us all that's wrong. And I'm going to give you a chance to get it right. I already talked to the instructor. The instructor said, okay, you got a minute to get it right. But if you spend your minute arguing that you write and your paper is right and even Jesus, the mathematician, says you're wrong, you will going to argue with him? you got one minute. Thank you, Lord. See, it instructs us. It shows us. It, it changes us. He said the word also feeds us. He said when we are in the right posture, we get fed by the word of God. Let's go with the wood to 1 Peter. We're going to talk about speeding today. God said, I need you to come in, right? Come in with a listening heart. A listening spirit. A spirit ready to be adjusted. Ready to be adjusted. And God said in 1 Peter chapter 2. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2. He said, when you come at me, I need you to do something first. I'll help you do this. Because we can't come at him right without him. He said, verse one says, Wherefore laying aside all malice, and all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies, and what? All evil speakers. He said, you want to come to me, lay that aside. If you need help laying it aside, I got you covered. But you gotta listen, because I'm gonna tell you that's evil. I'm gonna tell you that method is wrong. So be willing to let that go so you can come on on to that, amen? Verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may what? Grow thereby. We got, not newborn babes, we got babes though. What do babes eat? Biscuits? Cool. See, I have seen this in in in, in, in the movement or in 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 the way we believe people skip the milk. They want to stay, but Mike. Who? They get to church, and they want to stay. And then what happens to somebody, give a baby some peanut butter and see what happens to it. Mm-hmm. Messed up, jammed up, broke out, got to go to the doctor. But that's how we are. I want to stay. I remember uh, 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 the, the crew came in and insisted that I give them steak. You giving me milk. You giving me milk. You giving me milk. I want some. I know this. You, I mean, people, you don't know anything. But we have to long for milk. I know we've been in this a long time. We've done studied all these Bible verses. Man, if we don't get this milk. So like we talked about foundation. Your foundation is off. If you didn't get that milk when you were growing up, your digestive system is messed up forever. <laughs> God says, but I need you to go and get this milk again. Amen. These principles again. These foundational elements of your salvation. He said, I need you to long for it. You think you got all of it? Who thinks that we're above milking here? How about on the line? Oh, I've been in this for 40 years. You know, on the broadcast? I've been, I've been doing this for a year. I don't need milk. Man, we need some good milk. Get some almond milk, cashew milk, something. He had the cow milk alone, but we need some fresh milk. He said, "We can't grow without nourishment, and the nourishment comes from the Word through the Spirit. If we don't have the Word, how we get nourished? If you don't get nourished, how do you grow? How do you become full grown in Jesus if you never eat at your table? Amen. We not we might not be growing because we're not willing to eat. We're not willing for milk." we're not willing to let the Spirit of God teach us the things we think we already know. Be willing. You know what else we gotta do? Consume more of his word than we consume anybody else's word. Amen. This is the, 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 the technological world where you can consume anybody's word at any time. Most people in this room right now can consume anything. That's what happens when you, you click the button. You become a consumer. Mm-hmm. And when we consume Satan, we get nourished by Satan. We're going to be a full-grown Satanite. Although the we consume God. We consume the spirit. What do we become? A full-grown Christian. Oh, and it, it, you get nurtured by it. See, if, if, do this. Reverse what's feeding you right now. Miss stay on. If you spend more time being fed by Satan, i.e. radio, television, uh, not television, because this generation doesn't watch television anymore. They don't have to. It's instant, on-demand, I get what I want in my head. Isn't it beautiful. I love it. I love that technology. I mean, I love live stream. I love, they got it now, Facebook's got it. Live, and you can see the biggest. Oh, I think they should have a training course. And I think if you, if, if you don't talk about these things, don't get on live, just, just be quiet. I'm here, I'm here real life. Live, training. I mean, come on. But they consume something. We need to flip our consumption from what we're eating. We're eating poison. We eat GMO language. We eat GMO knowledge. We eat things that have been adopted, that been, been, been uh, turned to be an evil, evil element in our souls. Flip it. Every time you want to flip on the YouTube, okay? Why don't you flip on First John? When you sit down and say, hey, Come on child, he's gonna watch me some television. Why don't you go watch you some First Feet? Why don't you go and say, oh well, I know this program. Ooh, I, I've been waiting to see this show all day. I, I DVR'd that's what they call it now. Uh, what they call it now? Uh, DVR. Uh, and I'm gonna sit down and watch it. He said, why don't you sit down and watch Genesis chapter six and see what happens to your soul. See, if we start consuming Jesus, we'll start being nourished by him. Now, we, we always talk about uh, our health and that you are what you eat. Amen, Sister Jerry? You you're made up of the elements that you put in your body. Oh, it's not just physical. See, we wrestle with the physical. We sit there, well, you know, I know I need the strength and i for productive. Uh, I know I need it. We wrestle with that. You know what? Your wrestle is so difficult because of the spiritual aspect of it. We don't feed our spirit with God. Because when we feed our spirit with God, that body falls in line. It can't help but to fall in line. When that heart and that mind and that soul is dedicated to being nurtured by God, your body, your physical body will fall in line. Mm-hmm. Hasn't everybody had that with us? Mm-hmm. Went for pork chops to What's wrong with y'all? What did that but the spirit? Because you put your spirit, he became your entertainment, he became your consumption, and he said, oh, it ain't even hard no okay. more. A sound mind. A sound mind comes. A sound mind comes. I know we have things that we wrestle with. The physical, this is a manifestation of the spirit. Some of us wrestle with chocolate, or payday bars. Or, no, no, uh, this is, this is some crazy flavor Doritos. Get the spirit right, and the physical will follow. Mm-hmm. Please understand that's how it's done in everything with God. Get the spirit right, and the physical will follow. But see, that's the nurture. You need to get that nutrition from God. We also need to pray. We don't pray enough. We need to pray with the spirit and pray with the understanding also. That's a big scripture. That's a two-hour sermon. We will to leave it right there. Amen?
1: Amen?
0: Now, we also need to confess our faith to others. If you have that faith, confess it to others by being the faith. By being what God asked you to be. Just just, just be that. And guess what? With the word and the spirit, you can. Also, you need some Christian fellowship. See, we come here to hear. But we ought to come here not just to come here to, to fellowship. To be around people who are not cussing you out. You have at least a couple of hours you can be safe here. You're supposed to be
1: safe.
0: Satan tries to get in here, and we're going to root that. We're going to root him out of here. He tries to get into our church. He tries to get into our people, and man, when we see him, we're going to just call him out. Is that all right? Don't take it personal. Don't think I'm crazy if I'm standing in the mirror telling, Satan the Lord rebuke you. (laughs) Because sometimes that happens. I got to do that on myself. But we need Christian fellowship. True Christian fellowship. That's with one another and others who are desiring to know what God's Word is. It could be in our families. It could be in our jobs. It could be in our friends. It could be, be in the grocery store. We need Christian fellowship. We need to be that origin of it. If we don't find anybody want to do it, just be that yourself. And watch what happens. Amen. As we grow, we need more of nourishment. When that little it eats a certain amount right now. In five years, that little one is going to need more. Amen? But you got to get the correct nourishment. Hebrews chapter 5. As we grow, we need more. And God checked us in Hebrews chapter 5. In verse 13, we will begin. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13. You see, because there will come a time where you need to be off the milk. But you can't get off the milk until you get the nourishment of the milk. And the milk does have its desired effect in you. Don't leave the milk before it's time. Amen? Amen. And guess who makes sure that you don't do that? If you have a listening spirit, he'll tell you when to move the milk and Amen. So you're coming into church and all of a sudden, I want to know the entire prophecy. I want Revelation 8 explained to me. I want Revelations 12, 13, 11, Daniel 7. I want Daniel 11. And you're just asking for big, giant chunks of token. You're asking for things that you are not ready for. and You get mad when they don't give it to you. You do get mad at the person that says, here's your milk. I don't want no milk. I want to know this. But until you have the milk, you can't digest this. We have no idea about this. That's like me talking talking to somebody that, that you know uh, Revelation chapter 13. Anybody if any man worship the beast in his image and take his mark in his right hand or his forehead? So you know what happened to him? Oh.
1: Oh
0: you don't know that one. Okay, that's alright. He said, let's say I came at you like that and said, you all be destroyed. You all will go have the fiery furnace and, and all this will happen. And that I want to hear about that. And you don't even know what thus saith the Lord. What if I try to tell you that uh, 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 He said in uh, Daniel, the book of Daniel, He said, "I saw a, 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 a he-goat run up against a ram." I want to know about that, and you don't know. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. We see. Let God take you for milk to me, but know this: you will need me as you grow. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5 said, for every, in verse 13, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13, for everyone that uses milk is what? Unskilled. Unskillful in the word of righteousness. We don't want to accept that. First of all, we don't want to be on milk, and we want, don't want to admit we're unskillful. Don't you know everybody's unskillful? Who is the only skillful one? Christ Jesus. And through his spirit, we can learn the skill. You don't know how to do this. You weren't born with this. You weren't educated in this. I don't care if you grew up in a church home, in a church school, you are unskillful as it relates to doing God's work because we are human. We all right with that? I've been doing it 30 years. All right, do it as long as you say. But until Christ in you is doing it, you are unskillful for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age. He didn't say old, oh, did he? No. He didn't say you had to be a certain age. He said, but full age means that you have come to the realization that it's God in you, the hope of glory, that makes things happen. You oh, you had to spend some time. You had to drink some milk. man. Some of us had the milk table a long time. And guess what? It takes as long as it takes. Just drink your milk. Be happy. Man, I love milk. I mean in the spiritual. I'm not really big milk, but in the spiritual. You know how much milk I have had in the last year and a half? It just keeps coming. Cool, Lord. I ain't got to be in the big people table. I can be in the little people table. Teach me. Give me milk. And it's so wonderful. Because you feel like a child again. You don't have to say, I know this, I'm responsible for all of it. You just say, Lord, teach me. And I'm, I'm the third Earp's first in And I drink milk. I said, Jerry, you drink milk? Mr. Jerry, you drink milk? I'm talking about spiritual milk. Isn't it wonderful? You could be, had gray hair and still drink milk. Ooh, we. God said, the strong in me belongs to them that are full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Oh, now we're seeing it now. That milk has taught us something. This is a milk scripture. But it has meat connotations. It's hand He said, but by people just go by this portion. By reason of use. How do you use something and you don't know it? Why don't you let the Bible use you and you will continue to be used by it? And you'll be able to use it, and then you'll be able to get some skill, then you'll be able to get to eat the meat. Amen? It. You get some experience. It's wonderful. But you gotta use it. His word gives you understanding. Let's go to Psalm 119. We all right? Mm-hmm. Trying to keep this under certain time. <laughs> I won't share what that time is. Um, his word gives us understanding. See, his word nourishes us. We have to understand we have to take the nourishment as it comes. And, and when we are nourished by his spirit, he determines what we need to eat. So let us just keep getting that nourishment from him. The word also gives us some understanding. 119 of Psalm. Longest book in the Bible. 119. No, chapter. 119. See, this word we're talking about. Verse one thirty of Psalm one nineteen. One thirty of Psalm one nineteen reads: "The entrance of thy words giveth light, and giveth understanding unto whom?" Simple. You know you never want to be called that. You? Simple. Oh, he's simple. He's just simple. I'm simple. Thank God for the simplicity of Christ. I'm simple because I need the light. He said, I give an understanding. I need some understanding. He said, You know what? Get simple. Get some milk. Yeah, come on, get some milk. You'll get some understanding. <laughs> some simple understanding. Some simple understanding. Verse 131 I opened my mouth and look at this. He opened his mouth and panted. Him. You really want something there, don't you? He said, For I longed for thy commandments. <laughs> All oh, that word has to be that. You got to long for it. It's like when you, know, you guys. Are leaving here, you long to get home for whatever that potato soup last week. You long to get home for that cold water you got in the car. You long for it. We got to long for the word like that. We got to want that word just like we want anything else in this. More than we want anything else in this life. Amen. 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 God sent His word for another reason too. So we found that we get nourished by it. We found that the combination of word and spirit is creative. And he's trying to create in us a a new heart. He's trying to create us a new man. And with these two together, we we, we can be that new man. He said, I gave you that creative ability. I want to do something in you so you can understand me, so you can preach my message, so you can be my message. But God sent his word for another purpose. Go to Psalm 107. God has a a way. 107, verse 19 will begin. 107, 19 of Psalm he said, I got another purpose for my word. He said, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. What happens? He saveth them out of their distresses. That's good, isn't it? We're all happy about that. How did he save us? Let's look at verse 20. He sent his word. Isn't the word important? He sent his word. And we know the word is who? Yes. But he also sent his word. He sent his scripture. He sent his way. He said, I sent his word. He said, you called on me. I saved you. And how did I save you? He sent his word. And healed them. And delivered them from their destruction. By, by what? His word. How do we get delivered? But by his word. Oh, we should praise him. Amen. We should praise him with every fiber of our being." because he is God. And you see what he's doing? I sent my word to heal. That's not just spiritual. You want to get healed physically, get in the word. It's got all the answers. He said, I healed. He said, matter of fact, in Exodus, he said, man, I didn't give you one root. I didn't give you one poultice. I didn't give you one compress. He said, if you would just obey my voice, I won't put these diseases on you. I'll put on the Egyptians for the mouth of a voice. The word has spoken it. You want to get healed, get in his word. Get in his word, this is wonderful. Now, yeah, you're gonna have to put a Band-Aid, but get in his word so the Band-Aid will work. And guess what, if you come with a listening spirit, he'll tell you what Band-Aid to buy. He'll tell you what what, what you need to do. Sometimes he'll say, you ain't got time for that heal, and you keep going. He said, You passed that. I, I know you believe. Here you go. And sometimes he said, No, oh, there's fire reflection. You need, to, you need to go through this. Because there's a lesson in it. He said, If I healed you now, you go back. That's what we gotta understand. God is not really one who wants to to, to, to make you suffer again for a lesson you should have learned the first time. It's like giving <laughs> give, giving a living transplant to an alcoholic that didn't want to stop drinking. That's a waste of life. That's a waste of transplant. But God says, I'm trying to do this for you. He said, I'll heal you if you just believe me. Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to close. Proverbs chapter 4. He begs us this morning. He said, I've given you my word. My word will heal you. My word will direct you. It will deliver you. My word will nourish you. My word will create in you a, a clean heart, but a couple with my spirit. He said, I created the heavens and the earth by the breath of my mouth, and by my word, and by my see, that's how powerful this word is. We just take it for granted. You go to middle, you go to China right now. There's some people crying, wishing they had a vibe. Wishing they had a word. Wishing somebody would come by and give a word. What do we do? We take it for granted. We are one blessed nation. As crazy as that sounds, we are one blessed nation. And we are one blessed, remnant church. Because we have his word. Now his word will keep us. He said it's, it's a discerner of thoughts and motives and intents of the heart. He said, my word, you can go anywhere with my word and I'll, you'll be able to see things nobody else can see. You can go into your business meetings and you see things that no one else sees. Why? Because the word. And, it, and you can go to a church. You know, y'all, we visit a, you know, not church, and, I, and, and they can't deceive you. Why? Not because you're smart, it's because you got the word. And the Word is true. They can come to your house and start talking gobbledygook. And they can't, they can't do anything because you got the Word. Isn't that you? How privileged we are. take advantage of this privilege. Proverbs chapter 4. He's talking to us this morning. He wants to leave us with this this morning. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son. Isn't that wonderful? My son. My son. My daughter, isn't that great? You get to call God. He calls you son and daughter. Come here, Is it my son? Attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine For they are what? Life unto those that find them, and health to what? All their flesh. That word will heal you physically and spiritually. He said, My son, my daughter, aren't you happy that you have a father in heaven that will call you there? As disobedient and as stiff necked and rebellious and he didn't say, my wonderful son, my beautiful daughter. He said, oh Jacob, worm. oh you worm. <laughs> I tell my word, you're still in the family. Do you know that? When you give your heart to Christ, you become part of the family. Sometimes you have to sleep outside because you have done that. But oh, you're part of the family, and so when he puts his arm around you and calls you my son and my daughter, attention, my words. He said, "I'm giving you, I'm giving you milk. In time, I'll give you meat." But my word is true. It's powerful. Let's go ahead and take that this morning, amen. Amen. Don't let him depart from thine eyes. So this week, this coming week, we're going to flip flop some things. I don't know if it's television. Some of it is what Xbox. PS5, I don't know, I don't know he said, every time, he said, why don't you just flip-flop that? spend 10 minutes with Jesus, and two hours with the, with the, the buttons, flip that. I don't know if you do it now. I don't even know how I do it. <laughs> he said, why don't you spend that two hours with me, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Because I've experienced it. Now, not Xbox, I've never done it. Uh, but, when you put the time with Jesus, that other time, it's not, you don't do that, whatever that was. Because you might be reading the Bible. got 50 minutes. And I'm, I'm going to do something. You keep reading that 50 minutes. All of a sudden, that other thing ain't matter. Doesn't matter. You, don't even, you don't care about it. And it's just that, like, hey, I got 50 more minutes. And you look up, it's 10.30. I guess I need to go to Vegas you spent the whole evening with the world. Isn't that beautiful? And then what will happen to you? Their life unto you, you'll start getting rejuvenated, invigorated, renovated, you'll start being what God asked you to be. Your health will come to your speed. Your mind will come back to you. You won't have all the garbage coming in. And the spirit trying to fight it off, and you keep trying to put it in. And, and, and every time, every time we get into that circumstance, we should just say, Lord, help me. When you sit down in front of whatever you sit out say, Lord, is this glorifying you? I know it's hard. And don't worry, it ain't gonna work overnight. But the more time you spend with him, the less time you'll spend with anything else. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. Amen. So we look at it as what? Wonderful things? Yes. the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of what? It's glory and grace. That's what's going to happen to you. So get ready for that. Mm-hmm. Be happy about that. Oh, man, I, I missed you. <laughs> I ain't seen that. Did that come on TV? I ain't seen that so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I done lost the Netflix account. Mm-hmm. That's right, y'all have the y'all still have. Uh, I, I lost the password. Oh, hey, look, I, I don't even know what it is. God said, let's spend some more time. Let that word and that spirit create in you a new world. And we're going to be a wonderful people. God is preparing us to be His bread. And it's a wonderful experience. And we learned this morning that Reformation and what it equal? The fire. The fire, The, fire, the fire Furnace of affliction and reformation is the same thing. But isn't it wonderful? Because at the end of that fire, and at the end of that reformation, we stand before Jesus, and he can say, well done. I'm very thankful, son." Let's have
1: a word of prayer.